Southern Vanguard Radio. This is DJ John Doe, and to the left of me is my man, Cappuccino. <laughs> Eddie Meeks, what's up, people? Meeks, how are you, my friend? Here we are again, sir. I'm good. We are. I'm um, good. You know, I'm kind of surprised that we're here tonight, actually, to be 110% honest with that? you. I just thought this kid was going to show up by now. Nah, man. He He's not having it. Nah, he ain't, he ain't ready, man. You gotta be. You gotta be ready to come here, man. Planet Earth. I, I don't blame him. Planet Earth ain't him. ain't nothing to fuck with right now. I'm trying to tell you. I don't blame him. He's all bundled up and just snuggled up inside a hey, belly man, right now, I just wish, loving life. I wish I was bundled up inside somebody's <laughs> warm, welcoming womb right now. On so many levels. Yeah, put dude. me back in. Put me back in. Man. Man, man, man. Yeah, man. I've been looking for uh, this. Looking forward to this all day though. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All weekend, actually. Yeah. yeah. All week. All, yeah. all week. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as we as soon as we hit stop on record last Sunday, yeah. we've been looking forward yeah, I've been to the forward to getting back <laughs> oh, here. Oh man. man. So you had a good sure. weekend? Everything was man, uh, it was cool. I laid low. You sound relaxed the, the yeah, one time man. that I talked to you I over stayed, the weekend. I stayed out of trouble, man. I first First time out the house was today, so. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I didn't, man, I just. That's some impressive shit right there. Well, you know, I do so much throughout the week, man, that, you know, weekends, you know, if, you know, I, I sacrificed my haircut this weekend. I'm looking real bad right now. Tell you that right now. Look you, are, like, you are looking pretty awful. <coughs> I look like <laughs> Mr. when Seeley left. <laughs> it's crazy. You fucking That's crazy Oh lord Alright yep. well Till uh, I do right by her <laughs> You know what I'm talking about Yeah man Well my weekend was littered with uh, Gymnastics practice And uh, let's see here uh, Boy Scout rock climbing yeah. And um, Let's see here Rubbing pregnant lady feet And uh, calves and backs or back, I shouldn't I say be, backs. I might be a little jealous on that one. Well, not really. No, you're not. Not really. I take that back. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, just general, you know, uh, domesticated I got uh, fatherly duties all weekend. So the whipness. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> le, le ball, le chain. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's not see, even I a ball a, and chain. It's, it, I, my, my feet are just in cement blocks at this point, actually. Damn, that's some Chinese torture <laughs> yeah. shit right there. <laughs> nah, I'm yeah, playing. I do I'm all playing. my shit cool. during the week, man. Like, this week I got three volleyball games uh, during, oh, yeah? during okay. rush hour traffic in Atlanta. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, so that's what all I'm right. saying. Weekend comes around, man. I don't want to do shit. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yep. All right, so we we this is an interview session, so let's get let's get down. Is to that business. what we're doing right? Yeah, that oh, is okay. what we're doing right I now. Bet. Uh, but before we actually kick that off, if this is the first time you've heard uh, of Southern Vanguard Radio, or the or the first time you've listened to an interview session because you're a fan of the person that we have on the on the uh, on the phone with us tonight, then uh, please know that we do this twice a week on Tuesdays. There's a mixed show of the just. You know the, the the best shit that you that came out the week prior actually. Yeah. Uh, Meeks and I just you know playing dope joints, getting cut up, sliced up, you know, mixed together, as they always should be. Uh, talking a ton of shit, and uh, you know, just having a good time. And then on Thursdays we have we drop an interview session. So if everything pans out, yeah, and people actually show up for the interview, yeah, we drop twice a week. There yeah, aren't too man. many podcasts around uh, these parts that are doing that. That's so, what I hear. 
Uh, it, it is fact and true. We, we've had people validate it, uh, actually, here yeah. lately. So that, Even that, that, other people that have podcasts. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, um, so, so, yeah, make sure you check that out. If you're on a platform like SoundCloud or MixCloud or Stitcher Radio or iTunes Podcasts, thank you. Uh, if you're if you don't like any of those platforms, then you can go to Boom Bap Radio, Return of the Boom Bap WRBB, Soul Public Radio out on the West Coast, uh, ATLHipHop.com, and I'm missing. I am one. classic. I am classic. RawRadio.net. Exactly. So yes. please subscribe, follow, share, like, repost. Whatever it is you would like to do, everything we would really appreciate that. Yeah, man. Uh, leave a review on iTunes would be nice if you're an iTunes podcast subscriber. Very nice. All right. So with that, Meeks, man. This, uh, yeah, this I, right I, here, man. I'm really excited about this yeah. one because we were just talking earlier about. I don't think I've I, I had the full picture or the full definitive story of the person that we have on. And You're I actually, to get it tonight. I want to, and I want, I need to hear about some, 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 I'm sure there's some Memphis stories somehow, some kind of way. And I'm assuming, let's see, I got here, I got to Atlanta in July of 2000. So I'm assuming you met this person prior to me getting here. I'm, I did. I'm guessing. And, so, and what a first encounter. Uh, all right. So I want to hear that story yeah. too. So, I, no, we can't tell that story. It's, oh, it's going to be, this is going to be a good one, man. All right, I'm going to let you handle the introduction. Man, the thirst is alive on that story. Oh, I, might okay, not okay. Be, I might not be able to tell <laughs> that story, man. But uh, this this right. right here, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is my sister, no doubt. Um, fellow Memphian, although I did not know her during her times in Memphis, but she is from my hometown. Uh, this is our first female artist on the show. That's right, it is. Yep, we've only had... Um, Two other females on the show. That was Wendy Day and Bernadette Price. Yep. And this is our first female artist. So another milestone right there for the kids. And um, man, I just don't know know what else to say about it except she she's she's stupid dope, man. Absolutely. Um, since day one. I so, agree with ladies that. and gentlemen, boys and girls, oh, we welcome oh, oh, Star oh, oh, to the oh, show. Oh. Star, what's up with you? Oh God, I what's, was over what's here wrong? trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> oh my God, that you Man. are ridiculous. That comment about Mister. Yeah, that's how I look right I now. <laughs> oh God, that's how I look that right now. That is not good. You know, I didn't like Danny Glover for years after that role. He played that role so well. Yeah, I didn't he like did. him. It, 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 he had to get. Wait a minute. When did Lethal Weapon come out? It was before or after. Ah. Uh. It might have been uh, after. I think it was after. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't Murdoch like him. I didn't like Murdoch. him after his role in Beloved. I thought. Well, I, Beloved was with, but yeah, the color purple. It was just the I color couldn't. purple was. Yeah, that was that was a bit. I think that was a bit much for everybody. He he's had some scumbag roles over the years. Uh, yeah, people forget that. I think about him. Yeah, too. I think they do. I think they do. That was another one. Um, I forget the name of it, but um, Sister Rosetta Tharp is on the soundtrack for that shit. I can't think of the name of that movie, man. Remember, um, he had the movie with Joe Pesci. What was that called? Gone Fish? And then what next? That was kind of like the comedy. Oh, yeah. Damn. Um, yeah, I think that was a brick. Lethal, Damn. Right. You had the Lethal Weapon, <laughs> um, Beloved, Color Purple. What yep. else was Danny Glover in? 
Oh, what wasn't he in oh, like God. a um? What what he was in a bunch of those like Gone Fishing like really bad comedies. Like he tried to make the transition yeah. to like those blockbuster yeah. comedies that would set you up for life. But I don't think he was ever ended up being in one that was that really popped. Shit, he was in Dream Girls though. Uh, he was in Dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, that's right. He was. I Who was he in Dream Girls? I'm trying to remember. He was um Eddie Murphy's manager. Oh, uh, that's right. What? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, but I mean, there. I only watched Green Girls like once. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Well, he was—he's obviously. Huh? You said he had another <laughs> role where he was. Oh, he was in Predator. Oh, he was in Predator. And That's and right. He was in Predator, Predator two. two. He was in Witness. Yeah. He was in the Royal Tenenbaums. Now I loved him in that. There you go. Royal Tenenbaums was dope. Yeah, that was the one joint where he, he did make the crossover. Great in, in that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but out of all work. of that, it does not uh, forego the fact that I look like Mister after Seely left <laughs> right now. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> I ain't got nobody to shave me. Nothing. Oh Lord. Mm-mm-mm. So Star, what's going on? What's new with you? I see. Uh, uh, I, see I see clothing well, lines. I mean, my, I see... my weekend, I don't think can compare to. To yours, uh, oh, I, I think the most that. exciting thing I did, let's see, uh, I'm a mail carrier by day. Okay. And yes, and, uh, you know, I work so every awesome Saturday. I've been working every Saturday for like a year. Let me just say that that is to awesome to, to me. If I could open my door and have a package delivered, but I think I would lose my shit. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? What are you doing with my mail? What are you doing? Uh, well, I put your mail in the box when I bring the packages to the door, unless it has to be signed for. But um, I am not I am not career yet, which means um, I'm a relief carrier, and I fill in for people when they're off, like okay. sick leave, their off day, vacation time. And the office that I work in, <clears throat> fortunately for me, I am working almost daily okay. because of, uh, you know, vacancies that we have. So, um, but <laughs> because I'm not a regular, I can, I, I can work up to 12 hours a day, which okay. sucks. So, um, also when other relief carriers who are not as efficient, uh, need help, you can be done with your work and you have to go back out and help them. So yesterday I got to deliver mail in the flood that happened last evening. And then my oh. truck, uh, the battery died. Mm. So I had to get a boost in that flood, which was really Dangerous. fun. And then I got home like nine o'clock. Mm. So, and I went to work at seven thirty. So Whew, that's uh, a long that day. Was, that was, wow. yeah, that was a very long day. <laughs> okay. So, Star, but, um, uh, while, while we're talking about... That's what about, I've been up to. So, the, that mail, recently, most recently, that's what I've been up to. So, so while, we're, while we're talking about that, actually, um, I remember very recently you... Uh, and I don't, I don't know why I remember this specifically. It was one of the random times that like, I was you know, checking the social media feed. And um, I think you specifically were telling a story about maybe your truck... Breaking down and a police officer giving you a ride or something, or does this ring a bell at all? Or no? oh, that was that was um, actually that was my personal 
Oh, I'm um, sorry. Okay, I'm crossing the streams now. Yeah, okay, and right. I got, and it was my first time ever riding in a police car, and I was a little hesitant. Um, so so how did that go down? That, that's, that sounded like an interesting well, story. Here, here, here's the thing with that, right? I'm thinking Good Samaritan and Cop. What happened was he pulled over. He asked me, was everything all right? And he said somebody had called and reported that a woman was walking on the wrong side of the road. Now, I live in Cobb County. I live on the line of about four small, well, they're not small cities, but I'm kind of like out in the boondocks, okay? And everybody knows the the reputation that the Cobb County police have. Yes. Mm, Um, So I live like near Dallas, Powder Springs, Mm. Ackworth, Kennesaw, Marietta. I'm like in the middle of all of that. Yeah. I, if I was walking on the wrong side of the street, to me, that's really no reason for someone to call the police. Right. Really? Um, and I was walking to meet the the tow truck driver had come earlier than expected. So I had a ride, but my ride wasn't there yet. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to walk it. You know, I can get there in like 30 minutes on foot. So he gives me the ride and he goes, well, um, you know, there was a report, whatever, da, 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 da. And I'm like, he says, no, I promise you, not, you're fine. You're okay. I just want to give you a ride. It's hot. I was hesitant just because of the climate. In sure. this country, yeah. with mm. police and people of color, um, and you know he he dropped me off. But still, anytime you're engaging them, it's like they're always trying to find something. Something, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. any any question that you ask, you never know how that's going to be used, right? Against against you, yes. Um, but that was that was last summer. I did have something happen to me around Memorial Day, as well. But it was it was a little different. But it's fine. I mean, everything is good. It it, 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 it just fortunately for me, I got to come home both times. You never know. These days, it's a dice roll. Yeah, let me ask you you this. Maybe you can verify some things for me. You rode, so you rode in the police cruiser, right? Um, Right. And I asked him, could I ride in the front? He's like, no. Right. Okay. That was (laughs) that was the first question. You had to ride in the back. Like, can I ride in the front? Did but, he laugh? Did he laugh when like, you if I'm asked not that? Under arrest, do I need to ride in the back? And he's like, some liability purposes. Yeah, I okay. couldn't ride in the front or whatever. Also, but, did they whatever. did they search a person before you got in the car? No, they did not. Okay, he surely didn't. Okay. He didn't ask for my ID. I don't think any of that stuff. Yeah, I know somebody that got got caught up. Like you were saying, they're always oh, really? looking for something. Right. And um, right. Um, it was a similar situation. My man's car broke down, and mm-hmm. um. Uh, he it broke down right before he got to the crib, so the crib was right around the corner. So the guy was like, well, "Yeah, I can that's give my you, th- Yep, yeah, I can give you a ride." He was like, "Okay, cool." He was like, "Well, you're gonna have to, uh, you're gonna have to ride in the back." He was like, "That's no problem. I'm gonna have to search. I'm gonna have to search you." And he was mm-hmm. like, "Well, that's cool too." Like, he searched him, found some things, and uh, it ended up being was it that night? Yeah, it was that or same during night. The day? It was that night. See, mine was like. Seven o'clock in the morning, okay. eight o'clock in the morning. So I'm thinking that that you know may have had me being a woman could have also factored into possibly, it. Possibly, possibly. Um, but you know. uh, he he kind of explained it like it's law. If you if I'm even if I'm just giving you a ride, I have to search you. Really? Yeah. Nah, he didn't. He didn't search me for at all. He didn't ask me if I had any weapons. Nothing. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's nope. down. Cool. Mm-hmm. So so star. Uh, I, I think. Uh, I have a quick question for you, and I want to know more okay. about it. What's what's up with the t-shirt biz? You have a t-shirt. Oh, yeah, I'd well, love to hear more about that. As you know, um, I have been um, 
selling shirts since about 2008. I came out with my first design. Um, it was that first logo, big ups to Goldie Gold. Goldie had done a caricature of me, um, like mm. 2005 ish, 2006. He took a picture of me and, you know, he made me animated and I loved it so much that I got it made into, um, a t-shirt as well as an album cover for my first album. So, um, initially I just had, you know, like my logo tees, but last Mm, was it 2000, maybe 2014, 2015, um, what sparked Scribe Tees, which is now the banner that all of my um, shirt designs are under, my best friend Taj Anwar, big up Loretta Scott King, no and I did a photo shoot uh, paying homage to Smith & Wesson, mm-hmm. and we got mm-hmm. some shirts made, like we, were, we took photo shoots that they did and we, re- and we redid them. And one of them, we had some shirts printed up, you know, um, they had shirts that said soldier. So she's like, well, should we do this or this? And I was like, why, why don't we do warrior? So we just had two shirts initially. And I got so much feedback from those photos. Oh my God, that shirt. I want a shirt. I want a shirt. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take it and just go with with it. it. So I did the warrior shirts. And then, you know, I was thinking about, for me, anything I do is going to always it's going to always have a teachable component sure. to it. Um, so I'm like, well, what else could I do? You know, I saw those Helvetica shirts, which are really popular, and I thought of master teachers that, for me, helped me formulate and develop and grow and you know open my third eye and just get more in touch with myself and and um, in tune with my ancestors even, you know, to that degree. And a lot of them I was introduced to, to through hip hop. So I have the teachable moment component, but also it's hip hop related because anybody that grew up listening to to hip hop in the eighties and nineties, you know, you listened to, you were going to, you, you had no choice, but to hear some X clan, to hear some right. brand new men, yeah. um, to hear some Paris. And so through that, you were being influenced by the schools that they went through, the Dr. Yorks, the uh, Noble Jualis, Marcus Garvey, Elisha Muhammad, um, the Father Allah of the, of the Nation of Gods and Earth. So you got you got that whether you knew that's what you were getting or not. You right. know what I'm saying? Yep. And the next shirt was my Nation Builders, which, you know, has Noble Juali, um, Marcus Garvey, um, Elijah Muhammad, and, you know, Allah, Father Allah. And then from that, I'm like, well, dude, I got to deal with balance. So then I went and got some of the great mothers. So I'm like, let me get Betty Shabazz. Let me get Coretta Scott King. Let me get yeah. Sarah Muhammad. Let me get Amy Jacques Garvey. Boom. That was the next one. Then I think I did, um, uh, I went into, you know, my scientific mind even deeper. I'm like, hmm, the periodic table of elements. Mm-hmm. What's, you know, the original man and woman. Boom. I did the God and goddess element. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. it looks like the little periodic table. And the most recent one I did was um, Love Always Wins. Yeah, that's dope. Because, I mean, it does. Yeah, and yeah. Um, we just need more love right now. And that was actually um, something that um, one of my teachers used to say frequently, Love Always Wins is law. And it's, you know, it's used. It's a phrase that's used. Um, so I'm just, you know, Love Always Wins. Why not? Let's do it. And so that's where I am now. So that's all with the T-shirts. It's just a way for me to... Um, express myself without mm-hmm. having to write a rhyme or go record. Cause sometimes right. you just need to get 
you need to get your creativity, you need to get your art out right. in a way that may not, you know, I may not need to record. I just may be something to, you know, trigger. Because right, 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 I feel right. like a, sh- a shirt, shirts are sometimes a little bit more mobile than music yeah. can be because yeah. it's something that a per, you know, you may not even like hip hop, but love always wins. How could you, you know, I could look at that as so many people could relate to that. Oh yeah. So many yeah, people yeah. could relate, you know, warrior, like my birth name, you know, it means leader of the warrior. So that was just, even with that one, I'm like, man, you can't, you know, you couldn't, I couldn't make that up. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, At the time, right. I think the Warriors had won the, um, the NBA Finals in 2000. They won in 14 or 15. Whenever I had the shirts, I think I started getting them printed in 2015, and the Warriors had won. So, like, around that same time, uh-huh. um, I think I had released the shirt a little bit, you know, before then or whatever, but just coincidental. You know, there are no coincidences. So, yeah, right, with right. the shirts, that's what it is. <laughs> um, you know, the ideas, I co- they come through me, and... um. Mr. Soul has done most of the graphic work for me. Okay. With the exception, with the exception of the periodic element ones, I, I did that with somebody at the t-shirt store. So I guess I kind of did that. She just moved, you know, she just moved the the, the mouse. Yeah, <laughs> right, I right, told right. her what to click. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> I told right. her what to click. But um, yeah, Mr. Soul has done, you know, because it's, it's 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 print, you know, so it's just like getting that font, tweaking the fonts that right. I want and yeah. the, the placement of, of the, the lettering and whatnot. So yeah, that's it. That's what the t-shirt, and you can't you know? download that's a t-shirt. It. You can't, you can't bootleg a, you, you can't, uh, you can't, you can't download a t-shirt for free. That's kind of nice. Exactly. Too, right? People can definitely bootleg them though. Or people can co-opt your ideas, like see them and then, you know, come up with their own version. Well, but sure, you know, but, it's yeah. what they say. Imitation is the greatest, highest form of flattery yeah. or whatever. I yeah. see, I see those shirts too. But um, it's right. all love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, how are you selling these? Star, are you are. Is it purely online, or is it? Are you? Are Every you... everything is online okay. right now okay. because um, I have a company that does my fulfillment, so they do everything. Okay. They do everything. They print. They ship. So, and for and because of my, you know, not because of my my uh, you know, my my occupation, it's a little bit easier for me to do it that way because sure. I don't have the same type of time that I had before, mm-hmm. but eventually, um, I plan on, you know, mass production and just having, um, either, you know, having a representative, you know, sell them and just go do like events or whatever, because I know a lot of people, they want the shirt, but then they don't want to buy it online. So, I mean, I don't want to cut those people out either. Right. You right. know, cause there's just as much people who st- shop online as don't shop online. So, you know, I want to get it to where everybody, you know, can get what they want. And but what's, for now, uh, what's what the website, sis? Me, uh, what happened now? I said, what's the website? Oh, it's star, S-T-A-H-H-R, marketplace.bigcartel.com. Okay. So, right. yeah, and there's links, you know, on all my social media, anybody who's following me, social networking sites. Yes, sir. That's usually in my uh, my little bio. All right. All right. Cool. Good deal. So, uh, Meeks, I want to hear about some history stuff, man. How'd you meet Star? Well, first of all, um, uh, is I didn't mean to there, jump tracks. No, nah, no, nah, that's cool. We're gonna get to that. Um, <laughs> I want to know if the the income is greater than writing a rhyme or putting a record out from the t shirts. Oh, that's a good question. Ooh, um, hmm, huh? You know, no, 
not right now because when the music was out mm-hmm. that you know there's more music like when i first released my last album the t-shirt sales were way higher because you know i'm going shows i also have the shirts out so i could do the, you know i have the cds out so i could do them as like a package deal oh, so okay. one was feeding the that, other that worked that worked really well like when i was selling like the bundle yeah that was a really yeah so i definitely will say that when i have you know, current music out. And when I'm doing shows, I definitely do sell more, but I also have a great deal of my sales. They come um, internationally as well as for people who are not in Georgia. So that wouldn't really, the music doesn't have really a bearing on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's people, I'm going to be honest, you know, you get to see all your emails. Most of the people who have bought shirts, I don't even know them. Right. Okay. So that, that says a lot. Okay. You know what I mean? That, that, um, you know the 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 shirts are being seen broadly. Mm. You know, I just had somebody order from um, Australia, which is like huge. Yeah, but I also yeah. have done I have also done music with a lot of producers in Australia, so I do have a presence there as well. But to me, I mean, like that's phenomenal. You know, for um to have that kind of reach, especially with not without me having any music out currently. That's just somebody right, who right. sold the shirt and was like, I want that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and okay. I'm and I'm gonna pay the shipping fee <laughs> to Whatever. get it to yeah, Australia to get it. plus yeah. the price of the shirt. Yeah, sh- shipping mean? costs more than the shirt, right? <laughs> or as much uh, as? It depends because, you know, you get um, the company that I use, they get discounts. See, that's the thing about, and that's another thing I've learned, you know, working at the um, for the postal service. When you have a business, um, you, you know, you have a business account, you do get a little bit of a discount if you're doing high volume. So Is it like a bulk if I rate? wanted to be if right. And okay. I mean I'm not I'm not trying to beat anybody over the head. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm I'm fair. I think I'm fair with my prices. I charge the the average of what most people who are selling shirts sell. I and mean, I use very high quality materials as well as high quality printing. So if I was gonna sell it for, you know, a price it might seem a little outrageous, it would only be to cover the the price of the materials used because I really don't make that much money off the shirt after I've paid that company. Right, you know, I, right. I do a little bit better than break even, but for me, I just really want to get those messages out there. Okay. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not like getting like $2 t-shirts and selling them for $50. Like no, there I are still, people who do that. that. There are people who do that, yeah, yeah. but I'm not that. one of them. Okay. I don't sell. I don't sell cheap shit. I don't do cheap shit. I'm not cheap. I ain't with cheap. No. You if you bought a shirt from me in 2008, I guarantee you that 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 uh, screen printing has not cracked. That shirt is probably still holding up. That's what's up. Because I just don't play. I make. I make what I would want to buy. Gotcha. Right. You know what I mean. And you have to have integrity in business. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're no different than these multinational corporations that are exploiting and extorting people. Exactly. You know? All right. All what right. was your question? Oh, I, I completely jumped tracks, and I wanted to hear about how you guys met. Well, I put it, <laughs> I put it to you like this. Um, when I initially discovered the Atlanta hip-hop scene, it probably was um, about a year after... I uh me and me and Tariko released Larger Than Life. Um okay. right here in Marietta, Georgia. Yep. Yeah. So it was it was it was kind of wild because um 
I, I don't I don't even know how this happened, man. It's like we 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 recording and and writing songs and coming up with ideas out here in Marietta in the Smyrna area. And we haven't even ventured out to like MJQ or nothing like that. We this was this was during the time when I was still going to fucking 112 uh all week. Okay. Uh that was a time in my life when I was in 112 Sunday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every week. Wow! Damn, you were posted up. Nah, man. I was, I was single, <laughs> young, stupid. You know what I'm saying? And I think I went like, to 112 like once in my life. Yeah, but, 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 but here's the thing. I mean, I'm serious. If we weren't in the club all this time, we would play the parking lot. Hey man, that was that was that was my lifestyle, but it was like <laughs> but at the same time we were doing these records and we weren't in the scene. So when right. we eventually ventured out and um I went to the queue for the first time. The first time I went to the queue, Bathsheba Earth was on stage. Oh. And Star was on stage with her. Okay. And I was, I, I I think I had my mouth open the whole time because number one, I was like, I didn't even know this shit was popping like this. This is crazy. Right. But at the same time, it was like, that was my first taste of it was to see those two sisters on stage. Right. And I didn't, I didn't, you know, run into her that night. We didn't, you know, greet each other that night or whatever. Um, so this I, is ninety. This is uh, three ish, four ish, something like that. Oh yeah. no! If it was by Bashiba Earth was here, it wasn't any earlier than ninety eight. It was really? probably ninety nine. It, it couldn't have been any earlier than ninety eight, ninety nine, because I know I didn't meet by until ninety eight. Damn. So, I must, yeah, I must um, be we all because uh, <laughs> you know my aunt did a showcase. You know what I mean. She did wordplay, and Bathsheba and I performed. No, Bathsheba hosted that one, I believe. But wordplay was at Bathsheba. But wordplay was at the Lions Den. Den, But I'm saying I didn't know. I didn't know Bathsheba until. Dang! How did I meet her? I saw her at. um, Yeah, you taking me back? She did something at Club Mecca and she was selling a shea butter Damn, or it Club was Mecca. some event. Club I met Mecca. her. <laughs> Damn. With those we way butter. back right now. Cause, cause Mecca on top of Club Mecca later on in life was the, the woo store. Right. <laughs> if right. I'm not well, mistaken. The woo store, well, uh, the woo store was there in 96. Okay. Yes. 95, 96. I met Ekandayo at Mecca doing an open mic early 97 or okay. early 98 and I didn't meet my aunt until Fahamu Peku introduced me to Suzanne Barr so actually Fahamu was responsible for me getting my first show okay. in Atlanta Fahamu introduced me and Suzanne Barr because Suzanne had a friend who I laid out found out was my aunt who was doing a showcase mm-hmm. and she put me in touch with her and this was 98. I think I had just done the Blaze Battle. 
Okay. We did the Blaze Battle in '98. So you might be you might be putting me on my square uh, as far as the dates are concerned because I'm thinking it's like super early. But but then again, yeah, at the I same didn't meet, time, I didn't meet my aunt until Laws and Life didn't come I out to like '95, '96. Right, right, so right, yeah, right, that right. that could be right. But um, I did not actually meet Star until the night of Lions Den, um, Science of Life at MJQ. Okay, so um, for people that don't ooh, know, and let, that let, was the night Doom was there in the right. cut. I don't know if a lot of people knew that, but Doom was there. Right, right. The Micronauts. This is Subverse. That was Micro. That was Micronauts, right? Pre- micronauts, Science of Life. Because I think I had like a white that that snow camouflage jacket on. Because Self brought me up there to freestyle. I don't know about that. Um, if it's the, the night, same the night, night I I remember the night I remember interacting with you. You had something. Your back was out. And uh, and you smelled amazing, and I was uh, I was sniffing. You sure that wasn't that Kaya? Nah, this was at this was at the queue. This was at the queue. I promise you. Um, and I was I was I was on some some scumbag shit. I was smelling your hair in the back of your neck. And uh, oh god, you, I don't think I do that. And you okay? Cool. Uh, but now nah, I think you knew because you caught me. And uh, yeah, I was like, you was like, you better be careful. I was like, yeah, you right. And I stepped back. (laughs) That sounds like something I would say, though. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, it was like, um, it was like I just thought you you were super cool, and um, and we we started crossing paths on a regular basis, and it was like. Um, I remember when we found out both of us were from Memphis, and it was like, "Oh shit, this is crazy!" Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I've been here all this rare. time. It's yeah. so rare to meet, yep. you know, a fellow Memphian. Yeah, because I've been here since '89, mm-hmm. and I didn't, right, I didn't run right. into a lot of people that was here I from came Memphis. Also, yeah, so it was, it was just, mm-hmm. it was kind of refreshing. But uh, we started crossing paths and stuff, and um, I think we just been cool since day one, man. So. So, so oh, for people dope. that don't know, so for people that don't know, Bashiba Earth, Lions Den, mm-hmm. all this shit that you just rattled Man, off. Man, Micronauts. Yeah, give a little context here because uh, uh, tell tell the listeners who these people are in case they don't know. Because we're talking about we're talking about you know Atlanta underground shit that they may or may not necessarily be aware of. Man, these these are the people that let me know that Atlanta was real with it. You know, like. Um, Okay, so Bashiba Earth and Yeah, Micronauts, um Lions then. How many people were, were in Mass Influence? Mass Let's Mass influence. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm thinking uh, I'm trying it. to I'm trying to think the of uh, the, uh, the architects. The that was icon. the other cult of icon, um, all these cats. That's, I mean and it that, was ooh, with divinity, you know, the basis exactly. that's the basis for Beyonce with the lot. He's yeah. like a crazy that was my freaking you know, uh, the woman who I looked up to as an MC that was a woman, because I, did, I didn't know any other ones from here. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I saw her, they opened for the roof. I'm like, okay, that's it. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm I, so, I missed you know, that. Who I is this? Really... This uh, Dat Boo. Uh, oh, Dat Boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Divinity. Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha, Divinity. Okay, gotcha. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that, that was just, that's what set it all in place. So wait, me. y'all were both here since 89 and you didn't meet one another until 97, 98? Yeah, man. Wow. That's yeah. Hey, look. So, Star, what brought you to very, Atlanta? I lived out here, so I was isolated. I didn't really get to go into Atlanta until my junior year in high school. 
Okay, gotcha. So, I mean, you know, I was kind of sheltered. And when we moved, um, I lived in Paulding County. Like, I lived in Ackworth. And we moved okay. in my junior year, and I started going to Wheeler. So I was gotcha. living in Smyrna. I had access to public transportation. So I was able to go into the city. And <laughs> gotcha. boy. It was old. <laughs> so, Star, how did you get? How did you end up? How did you end up? Uh, uh, you know, coming to the metropolitan Atlanta area, born in Memphis. Like, how was it? Was it just a, a, a family job thing, or they, that brought you here, or what? What? How did you end up in Atlanta? Well, my mother died. Okay. And my father lived here, and my father and his wife lived here, and um, you know, we moved. We moved here to live with our dad. And that gotcha. is how I came into Atlanta. Now I used to come here. Um, my mother had a best friend that lived here, so we would come here on like summer vacation, spring break, sometimes. So I had been to Atlanta before, but um, you know, it was like she passed, and like two weeks later we moved, and it was that was it. And I've been here ever since. Gotcha! Wow, okay. that's ill. I, yeah. I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah. So, so makes you, so when, when you guys, well, when you first met star, Mm -hmm. she was, she was doing her thing music wise. Mm -hmm. So, so you already knew that was good. You already knew she was an MC and she rhymed and she was. Oh yeah. It was, I mean, it was, like I said, the first time I saw her on on stage, she was holding it all the way down. Right. I mean, like I was just like, damn, that's impressive. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and not only that, it was just kind of crazy for me because I would show up at these different places and people were already familiar with what I was doing. But like I said, I didn't uh-huh. I didn't get into the scene until late. Right. So it was just uh, for me coming into the Atlanta scene. It was just a lot of um, mutual respect. Um, mm-hmm. Because I didn't. I know. remember hearing your music on '88, like crazy. before I met you. Uh, they were playing it on Rhythm and Vibe. They played it because I Randall, remember, uh, like when I met you and I heard the music again, and I knew it was you. Like, oh, they used to play that all the time yeah. on Rhythm and Vibe. I know that song. Uh, yeah, yeah, that shit. That mm-hmm. shit fucked That's me it. up. So but weird. I, I kind of felt bad about it because I was like. I probably could have been a, doing a whole lot of other stuff right. up until, but I mean, things happen for a reason, you know what I mean? Yeah, so sure. it's just like, you know, I I mean, shit, before I got into the scene here, I already done the Apollo and all right. kinds of shit. So yeah. it was just, I guess it was just about timing. But like I said, once I got, got my foot, my feet all the way into it, it was just a lot of mutual respect. You know, and you gotcha. know, people were already familiar, so it kind it was kind of was like a real, a good transition to get right. involved. You know, right? Yeah, gotcha. yeah, okay. yeah. But Star so, was already a superstar when I met him, man. Like, right? For oh, real. get out of town! I ain't bullshit for real, <laughs> for real. So, yep. Star, what, what's your what's your background like musically? Like, what 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 got you into into music and specifically? you know, deciding to pick up the the pen and rhyme and what's that story look like? Well, the first time I was on stage performing musically <laughs> was with my Montessori class <laughs> at four years old. All right. Singing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer <laughs> All right. with little reindeer horns and a red nose. That's great. And I think I had either the chicken pox or the flu or something because I remember the dress I wore was really itchy when I got home, and I think I had chicken pox. 
All right. And I threw up. They gave me some lemonade and I threw up. Oh, so good. I don't All know. Right. But great. Um, and then in, in elementary school <laughs> in Memphis, um, I it's real, it's real. Like that's the first time I ever was on stage. Okay. Singing. All right. I was a little right. rainier. I'm with it. I'm with it. And then I was in chorus in elementary school. I played the saxophone in band for a minute. When I well, was here, school? though, I went to Riverdale Elementary. Riverdale, okay. We know what's also really interesting, you know, um, DJ was was DJ Fourth World, now DJ Fifth World, Tenicio. I know you know Tenicio. Tenicio and I went to elementary school together. Uh, and it was so crazy. Like, he was interviewing me or we were working on something musical and he pulled out a yearbook from Riverdale Elementary and there was a picture of me and him on like wow. a dress up day or something That's and like that is fucking crazy like wow. how in the hell did you come how I mean just how did that even happen right because I didn't even have yearbooks anymore because I had had a house fire That's so right. I had no I had none of that stuff and he pulled out the yearbook and we were in a picture together That's crazy. So, you know, um, and then um, when I moved here, though, that is when I really you know I listened to hip hop in Memphis. I did. But I also was into like heavy metal and I was into the sugar cubes and, you know, new oh, okay. age and all that, you know, yeah, different. Yeah. I was open to a lot of different things. And um, so, so your, your mom and dad a, playing music in the in the house a lot, like like you know a big big uh, a lot of music going on in the house or no. Or? My father okay. had the illest vinyl collection ever i okay. mean he was really into reggae he okay. was into like the root the deep roots reggae um my oh, mother okay. would always play you know music on the weekends she's cleaning the house but um okay in in memphis i think my defining moment hip-hop wise i went to a birthday party um what did they do girl she didn't live in whitehaven they lived off of, uh knight arnold and something like by hickory by hickory hickory ridge mall yeah, they were off a of night Arnold somewhere. Um, I used to call it Memphis. knife around. You know, when I was little, I didn't, <laughs> you know, you just learn how to read. <laughs> Are we on knife around? <laughs> knife, knife, knife Arnold. <laughs> Are we on knife, knife around street? Yeah, that's like but, uh, East Memphis. Yeah, so that, yeah, she, because she didn't live in Germantown. She lived over the rail because we had to cross the railroad tracks on Poplar to get to where I lived. And mm-hmm. she lived on that, on that other side, taking, um, Whatever that street was, it wasn't pop. What was popular and um, what street is that that I turn? You turn to to get to New Riverdale Road. Maybe that was. Maybe that was. No, that wasn't popular because it went east and west. So you had Riverdale Road, and then you had that popular had to be the other street. Had to be. Yeah. But anyway, I was little and I wasn't paying attention to streets like that. But at any rate, um, she had a birthday party and somebody was playing Just Ice. I remember picking up the tape and looking at it. And her friend was like, oh, you you wouldn't know nothing about that. You're just some girl from the suburbs. That, mm. That's real hip-hop. <laughs> mm. And that stuck with me at 11 years old. I don't know why that stuck with me. I still remember that to this day. And I'm like, when I started rhyming, I'm like, I wish I could see that chick. I wish I could see her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, she, you know, but that's, that for some reason, I guess, you know, my DNA knew I was going to rhyme one day. because that. Right really stuck with me got you and um you know i thought i thought that was kind of quite hilarious as we all were pretty much from the same background mm-hmm. so you in the suburbs with me <laughs> so whatever <laughs> 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 but you know 
All right. <laughs> it's so, all good. So, so, so yeah, that's, so that's, that's, uh, that is pretty much what happened. I mean, and I came here and I really locked in to hip hop because I was around, uh, I wasn't so much around the culture in Memphis because of where I live. Okay. But when I came here, I was around uh, more people who were actively, you know, involved. And then that, you know, I was able to uh, get, put my foot in the water that way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. gotcha. All right. That's super And I always wrote. I was, had my first work published in the school library in second grade. So I've always been a writer. That's what's up. Now you have an outstanding yeah. memory, man. I can't remember shit about <laughs> I do, second it's grade. It's scary. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, start speaking yeah. of Memphis, um, we, uh, me and John just realized this weekend that a, a project came out um, um, from a brother, uh, Max Patar. Um, oh. Yeah, it came mm-hmm. out August 19th of this year. And, um, a few days ago. Yeah, and you're on there, and I'm on there. And uh-huh. um, that's uh, another Memphis connection we got right there. How did that come about? Oh, yeah. Uh Max Patar ended up reaching out to me. I think he may have have connected with me as far back as MySpace. Mm. Um, but I don't remember us really interacting. Um, I think what's the guy's the brother's name? Um, from Chicago. Uh, is it I is it Infinito? That yeah, uh, I think that somehow Infinito might have linked us at some point, but we never spoke. But he reached out to me some years ago, and I think he might have either changed his name. It was something where when when I found out who he was, I'm like, oh, that's who that brother is. I think it was through Infinito that um, might have been my initial introduction. But me and his wife actually um, connected. And the last time I went to Memphis, I linked with them. You know, we hung out. We went out to eat. You know, they got to meet my godmother. So they're like family now. Okay, that's <laughs> You know what up. I'm saying? Cool. So um, I got to meet them, sit down, break bread with them. Um, and, you know, when he reached out to me, I was like, I mean, absolutely. Like, you know, it's business. But, I mean, just on the strength of, you know, our connection, I was yeah. definitely going to do it. Um, he sent me some beats and the beat that I think he didn't even think I would have liked was actually the one that I ended up writing to. You did your thing on that. You know, people, yeah. Hmm? I said you people did your thing you on that. They think you're going to be, thank you mm-hmm. very much. Yeah, that, um, that's probably the last thing that I recorded. Okay. Um, now, Star, what was that I, joint yeah, that you yeah. did with, um, we, we played it on the show a few months ago, that joint you did with, uh, JR was on it, it was Elo Kush and, um, Oh hell! Uh, oh, Elder Sensei and AG. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the yeah? What's the story yeah. with that? Yeah. Well, that is on um, Elo Kush's album. Um, it's a project he has called Angel Dust. Uh, yeah. DJ Dust and um, Elo Kush, and uh, even with that, like just those levels go so far back. I remember hearing Elo Kush for the first time on uh, Science of Life on their first, uh, not their yeah, was that their first album? The one coming forth by day, I think that might have been like their first official official. I mean, I know they had you know music out because mm-hmm. they did the Powers of Nine Ether. Right, you know, they had that single, but right. I think 
coming forth by day was the first album. If if I'm incorrect on that, okay. it's, you know, on the heart, not the mind, but the intergalactic family. Kush had a song he was on with them, and he said, "Echo kicks Psalms 82 verse six. And I'm like, "Yo, that dude is ridiculous," and we gonna work together one day. <laughs> and it took about ten years, fifteen years, <laughs> but yeah. we finally but it did. Happened. That's a joint too. That's yeah, a, that's and a joint. you know, and he's family too. It's like everybody that I have uh, been fortunate enough to work with, you know, becomes family. It's, it goes <clears throat> so far beyond the music but yeah that's um that uh, b-boy bonanza you know kush hit me up yep. like yo i need you on it we gotta have we gotta have that um you know that matriarchal maternal um feminine energy on it is necessary uh he's i couldn't even see the joint being complete without you being on it like you're yeah. the perfect one for it that's and dope. he sent me that beat and i mean that beat is just so insane and then you know um i believe he sent me the track and everybody else already had their, their verses on it, which made me even more like, Oh my God, like I gotta be like <laughs> super dope. Cause mm-hmm. they set the bar on so high. Right and then I'm on a song with like two people that raised me, you know, artifacts, right. elder sensei and, you know, um, AG from showbiz and AG, just that aside from, you know, being on it with, with JR and um, who I have immense love and respect for as an artist and, and, and always has had even before we met. Um, and then Kush, like I said, you know, always having had love and respect for that brother lyrically, just to be on that track with those proficient swordsmen. Like I couldn't, I couldn't even not come off. Like I had, yeah, to, yeah. I had right. the body and, and then I'm the anchor. I'm the anchor on the song, but that's yeah, even yeah. more pressure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so speaking so, of Jr. And, and and Science of Life, how did you connect with those? Just being you, everyone, just kind of being in the scene together, because I think that's how. I mean, I guess I got introduced to you, Star, via Meeks, and you know, kind of that you know, Science of Life, and uh, hanging out with Doom a little bit, kind of like that era. Because I got here in 2000, right? So uh-huh. Meeks, I started. We started hanging out pretty much as soon as I got to Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember that call. And um, yeah, it wasn't too long after yeah, that. We had, and then Star was okay. on Impressive Presentational. She was on, no on doubt, the High Risk album. On the High Risk album. album. Well, yeah. The, yeah. the way that I met Science of Life is actually, there's another interesting story. <laughs> okay. So um, the first time I met Science of Life was in 97. Um, in Eatonton, Georgia, um, on the land. On the and land. anybody who knows who, um, you know, Dr. Malakazi York is, uh, he had, he had land in Eatonton where he built pyramids and, um, just had like a community out there. And, um, I was a student at the time and I went to family day and science of life performed and, when I heard them rhyme, I was like, holy shit. Like, not only are they dope MCs, but they're incorporating the knowledge, you know, that we're all studying. And they're putting it, you know, but it's like dope is not corny. Right. You know, like how Public Enemy did it and, and how X-Clan did it. Like, they, they, they're dropping the jewels, you know, Poor Righteous Teachers, Brand Nubian. That is actually... I have to, I attribute so much in my life to hip hop, but especially me, you know, attaining knowledge of self and I'm having my third eye really, really open. It came through hip hop because 
the way that those artists, Rakim, you know, Big Daddy Kane, the way that they were able to put that information in those songs and still make it sound dope. They weren't preaching. You weren't being beaten in the head. It wasn't corny. It wasn't whack. The beats was dope. The rhymes was dope. They had me so shook. We had a cypher. I wouldn't even (laughs) rhyme because I'm like, oh my God, like (laughs) I can't rhyme in front of them because I was still, you know, rhyming about bullshit. Not, not bullshit, but I was, I was more of a, you know, a finesse, like I'm finessing it. I'm really dope. I can rhyme, but I wasn't, um, like I wasn't so much with the dropping of the jewels to that extent. Gotcha. You know what I mean? But I could, I could really rhyme. Now, I had the information. I just hadn't, um, finessed how to get it out without sounding crazy. Cause gotcha. you know, you gotta, produ- you gotta present that information in a certain way. I mean, all, you know, so I was a little intimidated by them. Um, that happened in 97. And then I ended up meeting them through the Micronauts. And, you know, I think I met them at MJQ mm-hmm. out here in 99. Right. So another, another like destined to meet type situation. Um, a lot, most of my musical stuff has been like that, even with the Micronauts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, most, most of my linking with people has, we crossed paths, you know, years before, months before, and then when we finally linked, it's like, oh yeah, that's you. I remember, you know, whoopie whoop. I remember you from here, whatever. So, um, I was in awe of Science of Life. So when they came down here and they wanted to work, and we and we just like they embraced me, you know, made me part of the family. That was just like, dang, that's just crazy because you know when I when I met them, I didn't even think that they were even that approachable you know what i mean right. and then you get to know people you're like dang like i should have rhymed back then <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> who knows what would have happened <laughs> you right. know what i mean right. who knows what would have happened but everything in in time in its time and um yeah i've known them for like 20 years like that's like a 20 year 20 long years. that's crazy friendship like yeah like psi is like like that's like blood i mean that's how tight we are Man, I'm just having visions of uh, being at Mello's crib <laughs> right now. Oh, yeah. Lord have Man. mercy. <laughs> <laughs> the Prosperity <laughs> Palace. Prosperity, Prosperity Palace. Palace. Yes, the memory, man. That clip. That's some serious <laughs> levels there. <laughs> oh, that, my that's goodness. That's some serious levels. Hell, yeah. That was crazy. Boulder Crest. Boulder Crest out in Ellenwood. right. Up wow. to no yep. good. <laughs> so, Star, was that your intro to Doom then? Was through Psy and all those guys? Is that how you met Doom originally, too, or no? It It, it is. Um, Doom was actually, I think the Micronauts had done a show, and, you know, I rocked, uh, Self had me come up and, um, and freestyle afterwards. And I think Doom, I don't remember, I think I met Doom that night, but we did not like build until um 2001 subverse um you know had i had signed to subverse at this point um you know it was going to be putting out a, a single and um doom was actually backstage and he sent someone and he was like, oh you know he wants to talk to you da, 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 da. and he's like yo you're really dope like you're incredible and i want to work with you so i i formally met him like 2001 and i was just like 
again, this is someone who I grew up listening to, and I'm like, okay, you're bugging. Like, you <laughs> didn't know how to approach me. You didn't. You sent somebody to get me. <laughs> I'm like, okay. You know, I'm just like, wow. It's just, it was humbling. I know that's um, definitely one just, of the questions he, I had, sis, was how do you find yourself being the only female representative on Subverse and Metal Face Records? Like, that's that's not, you know what I'm saying, some some small time shit. Like, you know, I, I can I can see the, the subverse cover vividly in my in my eyes right now. And I yeah, I, I know too. I know about the joints you did with Doom, but it's just like, you know, we do we do our homework here, you know, putting a you know, when we get ready to interview somebody and I was reading um one of your bios and that stuck out to me the most. Um, how, how do you find yourself in these situations like this? I mean, I, I really, I mean, it may sound contrite, but I mean, it was really, it, it was, it was preordained. It was written and it was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I really feel, you know, like the vibratory frequencies just matched. I mean, because the, the, the level, um, of talent that was on, um, you know, subverse, I can't think of anybody else who could have really fit in, um, at that time with them. And I had already worked with pretty much everybody on subverse. So it just really made sense. Okay. You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? It, It made sense. And then the thing with boom, I mean, again, it's, it's family. You know, we, we, we are family. We were family even before we met each other, which is what drew us to each other. You know, they talk about a likes, you know, right? Mm-hmm. and I just really feel strong because I mean, I wasn't pursuing, I wasn't pursuing, you know, record deals. I was just, I like rhyming. I'm rhyming. This is what I'm doing. I'm recording. I've never been somebody like shopping a demo. Um, whenever I would meet people, I would more just be on, on chill mode because I'm, I know everybody. You know that their meaning is trying to rhyme for them or get them. You know a CD. I'll just be chilling, like you know, cracking jokes, like having fun. I never um, presented myself to anyone like I in that way. Like, oh, I want to be signed. I want something from you. Everything that that I that was that was given to me or that I got, it was offered to me. It came to me. I attracted it. I didn't have to go out and hunt it down and and seek it. And even to the point where I didn't even realize, you know, some of the some of the things I had drawn to myself, and I may have missed out on a few um, opportunities because I just didn't, you know. Sometimes you can you can uh, doom uh, when doom came to me with the um, Angelica idea, you know, Firestar, and um, I read the comics, and you know, she had all this energy that was just so powerful. She didn't know how to harness it, but the people on the outside could see it. And she had, you know, one 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 side was trying to manipulate her to use the energy uh, for iniquity. But, you know, Dr. Xavier and them, you know, wanted to pull her in and help her hone it and, and use it. Um, you know, think about the movie Firestarter. Like, I, that's the perfect... <laughs> Charlie, like, you know, right. don't make me angry. Mm. Like that, that is my energy. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's a lot. And I have definitely learned um, how to work with it more over the years. But I think, I, you know, it just, it was meant to be. 
that's that's all it is because it wasn't it definitely wasn't something I tried to do. I mean, I just never. I just, you know, I rhyme. I've always rhymed. It's something that I do when I do well, but I never tripped off of it like that. Like, oh, I've got to be the number one rapping female in the world. And I just don't, I'm just not on it like that. You know what I mean? I am what I am. It is what it is. It's just natural. Everything was just natural. It wasn't forced. It was just natural. And that's how it should be. Because back in the day, yeah. When you look at the crews and you look at who ran together, it was just natural. I don't think right. State of Tongues was orchestrated. When you see the Jungle Brothers, Q-Tip, then all it, it all came. They like everything. They were just all mutual. They were mutually connected, and then they came together, and everybody had a branch. You know, Latifa, Apache, Naughty by Nature, Naughty by Nature, Ryder Rascals, Tretch was writing right. for the youngsters. It's like it all came. It doesn't seem to mean that anybody forced anything, and then the people that do force, they usually didn't. La- they didn't last long. But those natural connections, that synergy, that's how it should be. You know, you trying to make shit happen. It don't. It, you can always tell. So yeah, it was just you know, it was meant. It was meant for it to be like that. We it gravitated is- toward each other. It wasn't yeah. nobody else that could have. No, there was no other woman at that time who could have who could have filled in for me, period. And I I mean, and and that's on the record, we could say that it wasn't nobody else at that time. At that particular moment, it was meant to be star. That's why it was me, period. Agreed. Yeah, that's why, (laughs) that's what people don't realize about this music shit today. They don't realize how organic the foundation of all this is. Even from as recent Mm -hmm. as, you know, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, right? I mean, that, that's that's, uh-huh. that's what's so unfortunate is how methodically planned out all this shit is now. It's People don't realize yep. how, you know, uh, serendipitous it all is, really. Like, it, yep. so, somehow it all just kind of, like, ends up coming together, which yep. is, you know, <clears throat> it's unfortunate. That's why, it, you know, that's why the music on a larger scale kind of suffers. Sis, as far oh, as um, yeah. as far as your relationship with Subverse, were there were there conversations with Big Just? Was um was Fiona a part of of making some of that stuff happen? Fiona Bloom. Fiona definitely um had something to do with that. Uh, I think you know Just actually is the one who presented um the opportunity to me, although um when I went up there with him, you know, Peter and Fiona both, you know, were like, Oh, you know, we would really love, you know, to, to, to have you, you know, on board. So I think just kind of prepped me for it. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I knew it was coming. I just didn't know it was going to be coming like that, you know, cause people talk about a lot of things, but when I went up there and I did the showcase, um, during rock steady at the knitting factory with just, and you know, I had my debut <laughs> in yeah. New York on stage to like, you know, a packed house on stage with a legend because, you know, Big Just is is legendary. No indie, doubt. indie hip hop. No doubt. Company flow. I mean, come on, they they set a precedent. I mean, just that to me was even crazy. You know. Right. Rocking with company I mean, company flow. Oh, yeah. Like at that time, like, come on. Like I mean, it just just was oh, it just was really overwhelming, you know, to a to a certain degree. So after that trip, 
when they saw me on stage performing, that really locked it in for me with um, everybody. And, you know, after that point, you know, Fiona and I were definitely in, in touch. You know, she got the record out to people. She, you know, got, um, I think Fiona was like a little bit in transition, though. So she didn't do um, as much as she could have if she, if she had been... Um, still locked in with them. Cause I think around the time my stuff came out, Fiona was, was moving in another direction. Okay. Um, I think she was kind of, you know, severing her connection with Subverse. So I might've been like the last project that she, um, was really involved, was really involved with, right. but she was very, she was very helpful. And even years after, I mean, Fiona was still there, you know, advice, um, contacts you know she she was very helpful definitely yeah star but, I, um, I think I, your 12 inch I, was was one of the was one of the last w- kind of remaining projects on subverse period though wasn't it that was kind of the tail end of like, it, what, what, it was because yeah. they might have had maybe like two you know what op we can't forget about op because op i think came after fiona so he kind of picked up where she left off. Okay. Um, yeah, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. And again, I'm sure that there's somebody out there who may even have the details a little bit better than me. Um, but uh, I think maybe C-Rays put something else out after me and they did like a reissue of some things. And then I think they got Omega Moon. I don't know if they printed mm. any of Omega's um, music. Though I know to like Tariq L, the uh, Hemisphere. Yeah, I don't. Hemisphere. Think, I don't know if the Hemispheres was before or after mine, but I know. I think Hemisphere might have been like right before me. Okay. Right. If I'm not mistaken, we were like all like right like domino effect like right right like mark speck you know his stuff he was right oh, before right. me um yeah so we kind of all were like like right you know behind each other but i'm i was one of the last one of the last um projects before they um you know they went under gotcha because i remember going up there in 2004 um when the office was closing and getting like a bunch of my vinyl and cds that they still had in the warehouse Mm. Right. So now, yeah. Star. So uh, being uh, affiliated with someone like Doom, obviously, I'm sure comes with um, interesting interactions. Uh, well, there's got to be some good stories, I'm sure. Somehow, I mean, be, being on MM Foo, being on Born Like This, be, I mean, having that kind of like you know, and Doom has some has an an interesting fan base. Like, can you give an example of some wild shit that has that has happened as a result of kind of being associated with, you know, with him and being on those, you know, kind of cult classics, if you will? Um, there's got to be. I can't a, really say. There's got to be a story somewhere. Super really wild. Um. I know I've had a lot of people try to get in contact with him through me. Like, I guess they, you know, think that we see each other every day or something and, <laughs> you know, um, or trying to like send messages right. through me or like, right. Hey, you think you could get him to be on this project? Right. <laughs> right. You know, um, 
Crazy. <laughs> because of the way that Doom, because of the way that Doom moves, though, um, I I really like surprisingly, I don't really have not even from being on tour with him. There's not a whole lot of I just don't have anything wild. Okay. Um, you know, I got a little kind of little little negative um shit from people when you know the shows were being done and they were you know saying oh, yeah. that they were doom imposters and you know oh, they yeah. were everyone thought that you know we were all um behind it but it's like it was times of shit I didn't I don't know either <laughs> you know what I'm saying now so star were you on tour with um were, were, were you on that run of shows that count did with him as well because when we had count on the show about it god I guess I guess it's a year ago now right Meeks? Yeah. maybe longer <laughs> Um, were you on that run of shows, that string of shows with Count and Doom, or no? I did. Um, what we did, we did CMJ. Um, we did CMJ like the year that my vinyl was released. Um, and we did a high time showcase where we were like the the uh, okay. the headliners for okay. the evening. Um, High Times Magazine and SOBs, the yeah. legendary SOBs. Yeah. Uh, you know. The Weathermen were on the bill. Um, Shit. The Weathermen. I know Timbo King. uh, So many people in the house. Like, I know the whole boot camp click was there. Um, I met Poison Pen and Pumpkinhead that night. Um, C-Rays was there. Yeah, that's when I met P.H. Uh, Peace be upon him. Yes. Man, that's when the three musketeers met. Me, him, and um Poison Pen. Those are my brothers for, for life. Like, ah, uh, that was an amazing night because it was Halloween night. It was the night after Jam Master Jay had been killed. Oh, I was wow. in the city oh, when it happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was just that show was crazy because um it was just crazy. It was a crazy but like a beautiful night. Um yeah, that was the night I had that heckler, and and I had to I had to pop off. <laughs> I remember that night. What happened? I remember that night distinctly. I had um. There we go. Okay, so anybody that's been to a Doom show knows that See? you know they, they'll be chanting yeah, Doom, Doom, Doom. But it'll it sounds like Boo. You know when you say Doom, and it's like a hundreds of people saying it. It oh, kind of yeah. sounds like Boo. So Doom didn't perform; he just DJed. But he was on stage, you know, mm-hmm. with the mask on and everything. <laughs> and it was me and Count, um, you know, featured. And I remember coming out and they were just like, boo, doom, doom. You know, but it sounded like this one dude was just extra aggressive with it. And he sounded like he was saying <laughs> boo. So, you know, I had to read him. You know, I had to just go down his whole genealogical line and, and give him the business. <laughs> And I ended up being called, you know, a racist the next day and just all this other bullshit. But it, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I killed it. And, you know, like, there were a lot of people in the house, like, on the low. Like I said, the entire boot camp click was there. And I think that that is even where my relationship with them, kind of like that respect that, you know, that those brothers have for me, I it came from that night because I had run into them before but it was always like at a show, but like not me performing, them performing, me being in the audience. But like that night, they saw, like they got to, you know, bear witness. And yeah. then, you know, we performed together later on. And it was like, you know, that, that respect 
was there and, you know, has, has been there ever since. Um, I did do that show with Count and Doom, but that was um, the only one. And then, you know, I did the, uh, I was on the Beautiful Struggle Tour um, when he was on the road with Kwali right after oh. um, Mad Villainy had dropped. So I, oh. I did that as well. I didn't, I didn't perform on that one. I, I used that one as a learning experience for me, but that is when um, I was given the beats uh, that became still dope. Like I wrote that oh. song on the road. Actually. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but that was like a real, that was, a, I was there to learn and that, and I mean, I keep, cause you sure you don't want to rock? Sure. You should be like, nah, I'm good. I, I need to, I need to just observe. I need to be in student mode right now. That's what's up. Right. Um, I don't have anything crazy. Like he's no, no, that's really, the, that's great though. That, that's really just, interesting uh, he's though. Really just, that, yeah. He's really like a, a really just, he doesn't really bring a lot of drama. I mean, you know what I mean? But again, you know, Definitely um, one of the top five coolest motherfuckers I ever met. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like he really, you would he really think, is. You know, you would think you, 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 we talking about Zeb Love X. We talking about MF Doom. You would think yeah. it'd be on some rock star shit, but not nah, at all. He's not at all. Very, he's very humble. He's Man. a very humble, very intelligent. Uh, he's like, a, oh, around the clock artist. Like he is always working yep. on music or conceptualizing. That brother is he's a genius. Yep. He is an evil genius. So I get I get Doom. Like yes, he is very much like the Doctor Doom character in the in that he is like the evil genius. You know, he's got he's very intelligent. So, you know, he can he can uh come up with all with all kind of things. You know what I mean? Um but again, you know, I know him personally as well as artistically. So he definitely knows how to separate the two. That's what's um, up. You know, which is great because some artists can't. Right. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought for sure started that you were on because Count was telling this story about a show at, was it South by Southwest Meeks or what was that show that he was talking about? Yeah, I didn't do that. I wasn't, I wasn't there. Oh, South I thought by, you I were at that South show I've never for been some South reason. Okay, okay, gotcha. No, right. I've never been to South by Southwest. But we either. did do, we were in, we stayed, we were in Austin um, on our way, like we had a show in San Antonio and then we had a show in Houston and I think we had a show in Dallas. So we had like three shows in Texas, but we were in Austin, but not performing. It was like we spent the night there and then the next day, I think we went on to Houston. But this is a beautiful struggle tour. This is not. Uh, yeah. So in 2004. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And Count wasn't there. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, not a lot of people would say, no, nah, I'm not going to rock. Like, there aren't very I, many I know, people. That, that's, that's pretty, no, I, I mean, know. that's that's, that's pretty, um, <laughs> well, shit, that's better than being told you was going to rock and then show up ready to <laughs> right, rock exactly. and, and you don't get to. I mean, that's pretty commendable. It, it was, I'm going to be honest with you, that, I was a little overwhelmed because, I mean, we were not doing hole in the walls. We were doing right. house of blues. We had, like, right, outdoor right. stadiums. Yeah, three, four, clubs, 5, 000, PLA, yeah, people, right, yeah. You know, and I just was like, wow. I was so, I was just so absorbing everything because, I mean, we roll with Kuali. That shit is real official, like. 
you you got to understand just the the <laughs> I mean Quali is like no joke in terms of just that show circuit. Yeah. <laughs> he 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 commands larger audiences and um you know they come out they come out for him and um you know being indie you you have a certain image of what that's like we were treated like like we were treated like rock stars yeah you know right. what i'm saying yeah. just everything you know we had a we had a tour bus um you know the venues had like the real shit that you're supposed to have green rooms and you know, yeah. food, craft services coming through, taking your order. Like, what yeah. do you want to eat? Da, 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 da. I mean, like, yeah. real, like, official, 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 official yeah. stuff. Bowl of M&M's, so but uh, no, I, no red M&M's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, for real, for real. So I really was just so overwhelmed, and I, I didn't want to miss anything by not being observant because I wanted to right. see everything. I wanted to see the pitfalls. So I, I, you know, I was, I did merch. I helped with merch, um, you know, and um, did did uh, some other things, you know, on a on a personal assistant level. But like every time we got somewhere, he's like, "Are you sure you don't want to rock?" Like I was always offered the opportunity, like every show. So, um, but it was by choice that I did not. Right. You know, I chose just for me. I chose that for me for sure. myself. Sometimes you have to sit back and observe. Definitely. Sometimes you know what I mean. Definitely have to do that. No doubt. And I had performed with him before, so it wasn't like I had never done, you know, shows with him before. Sure. Um, so. Yeah. Well, Star, what's 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 um what's what's on the horizon? Because I I've I've seen you speaking of you know uh, having to read that heckler at SOBs that night. I've I've been witness to you reading. Uh, some people, whether <laughs> <laughs> directly or indirectly, however you want to put it, in regards to uh your your hiatus, what's uh what's going on with you? I mean, at this point, I am focused on other endeavors mm-hmm. that will make it a lot more feasible and much uh, easier for me to do music at the level that I need to be doing it at this stage in my career. Um, you know, I, I assessed what was going on with my music after I dropped mile 12 season. Um, I did everything with that by myself. I had no distribution deal. I wasn't signed to anybody that was all me paying for everything out of pocket, putting everything together. Um, you know, of course I had, you know, like, Someone mixed it. I, you know, I had uh, uh, assistants doing the arrangement and whatnot. But I, that was my baby. Like I labored over that. I, you know, the artwork, everything. I was involved in every step of the process. And then I, I paid to get the CDs printed up, and you know, I put it on um, Bandcamp and all the videos I had done. I got them done. So that was a lot. Because again, I'm a mother. So mm-hmm. at that time, my son was about five or six. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm raising this five or six year old, and then I'm holding down a job, and then I'm doing the music. But I'm doing all my own promotion. I did everything by myself in right. terms. I mean, for the most part, like I had to orchestrate to get the help that I got. But there was like no one sitting there doing it for me. Gotcha. So. I had to do that album to show and prove to myself that I could do it. But I was like, I don't want to work that hard the next time around. So I need to, I need to gather whatever it is. I need to gather and do this thing, uh, work smart, not hard. Cause 
that album kicked my ass. I'm gonna be honest with you. And um just looking at the landscape of where we are now. That's what you I was know, just about the, to ask the, you. Uh, I know you on, yeah, yeah, I know you're checking stuff out. Like what are you seeing? It just you really your your presence online has to be phenomenal. People are content whores these days. Uh they you know, they have short attention spans. It's like they want, you know, you to drop music weekly. And I look at classic artists with longevity and the era that we came from when you could take an album and you could you could rock with an album for two or three years. Right. It's like music is becoming so disposable. Um and I just refuse to do that to myself just to try to stay relevant, put a song out every week. I just don't feel like I have to do that. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, if I was in a position where I, I can pop out a song every week and that's what I wanted to do, I could do it. But I kind of feel like um, demand, you know what I'm saying? Scarcity increases demand. Right. If you're always available and you got something every week, like, yeah, that's dope. But at some point, uh uh-huh. Well, I ain't got to listen to this new joint because she don't have another one out next week or next month or whatever. I just kind of feel like sometimes it's okay to play the back. You know what I mean? And you don't got to be like in the spotlight. If that's that's how your creativity is, where you're just bubbling with so much content that you're able to come with a song a week. But it's like if you're doing a song a week and it's the same song every week, then to me, that's not progress. It's just not. I would rather... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it counts on that I shit just too. Don't, I, yeah. I just don't I just for me personally, what anybody else chooses to do for them, do it. If you got a hundred songs a month in you, you get them hundred songs out. But if every one of them hundred songs sounds alike, I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. That's just my personal and it's hard for me to believe that anybody would have that many different experiences in a month that were that would make sense for them to do 30 songs yeah, and you. every That's song right. is going to be different because right. for the most part they're not like if you're doing right. the same shit every day you're going to write about the same shit you got to get out and live travel have experiences do things and that requires time you know what i mean absolutely absolutely so, while i'm gathering a whole lot of life experience and i have been for the past year so that when i do um, begin to create again. It's going to be that um, much greater. You know, and, and, and then it's like, you know, because of the era that we come from, you know, you do have to um, be able to do what you do in an era where you're going to have different generations listening to music because we have artists like Joey Badass and Chelsea Reject and Underachievers and, you know, Kendrick and Absol, that, those, those people are babies of the 90s. So they're going to be open to hearing artists from that era anyway because that's what they were, they were groomed on. But you can't stay in a 92 mind frame you got to bring that 92 mind frame in the 2016 2017 without sounding corny without sounding forced you know what i mean you have to be able to reinvent yourself and that is um when you look at the great artists when you look at the side look at prince mm-hmm. prince was able to reinvent himself and stay relevant but never compromise 
who he was as an artist. Right. You understand what I'm gotcha. saying? When you can, when your music career can be sustained over three and four decades, mm-hmm. and you are not compromising. So we've seen people who, all right, this is right. trendy now. I'm gonna do this. That's that's corny, and I don't do corny. I don't, I'm, I don't do sucker shit. I'm not biting nobody, and not you know giving uh no no homage. Like if if I'm influenced and inspired by you, I'm not gonna come out. And, and sound just like you and never mention your name nowhere in the song or big you up because we just don't roll like that. I mean, interpolation is one thing, but like biting through shit and reorganizing the words and acting like you right. came up with it is something totally different. And this new generation, that's cool. Like biting is cool now. Yeah. It's okay to bite. Oh, it's accepted. It's embraced. It's applauded. You know, I don't roll like that. Yeah. So, um, I just felt like you can get an award for I don't, biting. I don't. Now. I don't need to. You get an award for biting now. Yeah, I don't need. <laughs> you really do to be in the spotlight to the extent where I'm gonna. I'm gonna force music to try to keep up with the Joneses. Okay. I don't. I don't do that. That's not how I move. Gotcha. You feel me? Yeah. And even though I fell back from music, I'm like, damn, I got music coming out. Like, I still got music coming out every couple months. So, oh yeah, yeah, because oh, that's yeah. what you were saying. You you <laughs> yeah. felt like the uh, you, the 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 thing the the joint that dropped this weekend was the last thing you recorded. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that? Because I can't remember when I did the verse for six, that project. Six months ago, eight yeah. months ago. I think I did my song. Um, did we record that? We might have recorded that. I think we recorded that at the beginning. I'm trying to think when I was doing those photo shoots with Nick Burns, I think we recorded that like January or February of 2015, if I remember correctly. And to the um, listeners, we're talking about been, the uh, if... full range frequency mm-hmm. project by Max Patar, uh just dropped August 19th. Uh, you can find that on his Bandcamp page. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But yeah, and then I did like some little voiceover work. Uh, like Psycho Les just dropped um, <laughs> this album. That's Thank you God. on that. So I have a little, I have a little interlude on there. No way. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not rapping, <laughs> but I'm on it. Yeah, the the interlude is named after me. It's no, I know. Superstar, like uh, that's, that's, that's me. dope. We played, uh, we played a joint last week from that my, project. That's crazy. <laughs> How do you know Les Star? Oh my God, it's crazy! Another crazy story. So, um, Les was selling. You know, he's got merch, and he was selling. You know, beat nut shirts online, and I was trying to buy a shirt. And um, you know, he was like, you know, hit me up for the shirt. Da, da, da. I was like, well, why don't you just have a website? Like, boom. Um, you can just throw up a website real quick. So, like, I gave him my number. He called me, and I talked him through the website. He set the website up put shirts on there and we've been cool ever since. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's because crazy. I just, you know, because I sell, because I sell the shirts, I knew an effective way for him. To, right. I saw what he was trying to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But just, just saying, you know, when you listen, OGs, we're from a, you know, it's just a different era that we right. come from. Right. Yeah. right so right, right. The, the whole online and doing stuff online thing, that's like, I mean, you you know the people now they pop out the womb 
knowing how to, you know, oh, run yeah, in and but I just saw <laughs> I just saw a more effective way for him to do what he was doing and he said that it helped a lot. It has increased the sales and it made it a lot easier. Because the thing that, that happens when you're having people come to you directly, a lot of times a fan just wants they just they want that one on one personal thing and you can get drained very easily because the person may not even want the shirt. They might just be wanting to talk to you. Right. So right. a good way to, to keep it about business, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and make them put their money where their mouth is. Yeah, Not to say that they can't have the place. interaction, yeah. but it is, it is, it is business. You know, mm-hmm. the man is conducting business and I'm like, here's a more effective way for you to do that. And boom, you know, yeah. that's how I, we, we met once, I think like back in the day, um, I think we met. I mean, I know, I know, I was at a show. I don't remember, but yeah, I mean, we, that's how we got cool. And um, <laughs> he asked me. He he hit me up, and he was like, "Yo, I need some. Um, I need you to do a drop." And I'm like, "I can do whatever I want." He's like, "Yeah." So I just took it there in that direction. Nice, <laughs> uh, nice. Yo, no, no, sh- no like, shit. Those stuff. Everybody head all the way up. I ain't gonna do no regular. You know, I'm a yeah. woman, and you oh, know, yeah. I mean, hip hop is wonderful and beautiful, and it's got feminine aspects to it too so i mean i'm gonna i was totally in my divine feminine chamber on that interlude okay that that album is fucking critical too i mean that that album right there motherfuckers are sleeping on that album right there yeah he's got some shit on and i'm honored like i didn't listen i didn't even expect when he asked for the voiceovers i thought okay he's just gonna throw like the snippets i mean i didn't think i was gonna get an interlude you know what I mean? Just I just dope. sent him the vocals. I didn't know what he was going to do with them. So. <laughs> That's crazy. That's, awesome. That's you dope. Know? I love it. Well, once again, naturally yeah. and organically, and, you know, things yeah. are just and happening I mean, as they, sh- as even, they should, I right? I haven't even talked to him about beats yet, but, I'm, you know, I'm sure that oh, getting some won't be an issue. Oh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there you have it, people. <laughs> leave, leave, leave my sister alone. She got, she got a life. There's there's shit there's other shit popping. There's greater shit on the horizon right now. If you just could just practice a little bit of patience, and you'll restraint. get what yeah, right. you'll get exactly. what you want yeah. in the and end. And I am so I am so humbled and I'm so honored that people even give a fuck that I'm not making music. Well that's right the dope like, that's the I dope part of I it. I don't take yeah. it for granted at all and I'm not really up upset, but it's just, you know, people tend to forget that artists have other dimensions to their lives. Like, again, mm-hmm. I'm a mother yeah. and I'm an active and involved mother, like all the way, right. you know what I'm saying? So, um, because I, you know, right now it, it, it is primarily, you know, me and my son, you know, I have family. Um, but we, you know, we're not all, um, in the same state right now. So like most of, you know, most everything is on, is on me right now. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. in this moment in time, so with that, you know, being said, you know, there are certain things that have to be um, provided for, you know, food, clothes, and shelter, that's first and foremost. Number so one. if the music is not bringing that, then I got to do what is bringing that. Oh, you know right. what I mean? Absolutely. And, um, and, and that's not, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a second thought. Like when the, the opportunity arose for, for the, uh, the, the job with the postal service, I mean, that's a quote unquote good job. Of course, I'm going to say yes to that. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yes, what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and, and, and you know, when, when, when I'm, when my, when I'm doing what I'm doing next musically, that, that nine to five job will have a lot to do with that because it will help provide 
the things that I need to, to do that. Right. And, um, Absolutely. you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, so that, that's all. It's just, yeah, um, if you want music really from her quicker right than now. that, cut a check. And, and right, there you go. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. I'm telling you, if, if somebody, but yo, we got like, you know, 20 dates in Europe. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm out. Yeah. Right. Like, Cut that goddamn check. Yeah. We'll, we'll make some music yeah. and a little tour show up real quick. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, it, it's, you know. All right. Well, Star, can you let everyone know? I, I, I mean, we, we've absolutely taken you know an, enough of your time, and I, I know uh, I know uh, you know you've probably got a busy Monday morning. So, can can you um, let everyone know where they can go to buy music, go to buy T-shirts, and just go to you know keep track of what's going on with you? I would tell you the best place where you can go because um, my website actually the most active websites I have right now are going to be um, the Bandcamp page okay. and um, the shirts. They're actually, it's just so confusing because I was having a website built and the, and the person that I had building it didn't um, do their job. So they never completed it. Um, they did, they did half, they did half of the job and I ended up losing my domain name. I had um, mm, star.com. Oh, and I lost it. I mean, I can, you know, I can get it again, but at this point I need someone to run the site for me because it was going to be a self-hosted one. And that's just beyond my, my, my realm. Gotcha. So, um, star, if you know how to spell star, everybody should S T A H H R, um, dot bandcamp.com. And then there are actually links there that'll lead you to like CDs and t-shirts. But the T-shirt link is um, starmarketplace.bigcartel.com. So you could kind of jump, you know, back and forth. Um, I have a blog. You know, I have a WordPress blog, but I haven't updated it in over a year because, like I said, this person was um, supposed to be um, creating a brand-new website for me. And it just, you know, I guess our wires got crossed or something happened, and, you know, they never, um, they never completed it. So I still have, you know, I still have the 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 website technically it's just not under star.com anymore so if you're following me on social media though um star nine s-t-a-h-h-r nine on instagram and scribe t's on instagram and then star on um facebook i mean i'm there i mean everybody nobody really goes to websites anymore anyway like you know (laughs) i'm sending y'all to the instagram and then the links are there because that's i think most people are um are on that Snapchat shit and, you know, Instagram, Facebook, which I fucking loathe. <laughs> um, tw- Twitter. I hate Facebook. I hate it. Like my page is deactivated right now. The only thing that's up is, is the only thing that's up is the, uh, the music, the music page. And I mean, I rarely update it. I'm just like, if you're trying to get in touch with me for anything, Instagram is actually the best, the best place. Cause I'm the most active there. Got you. You know, or All you right. could you could email me, but that's even a dice roll. But just to, if you want to buy a shirt, you can just go straight to that star marketplace, that big cartel. You know, everybody big cartel. I think that's a smart way to go if you don't know how to if you cannot build your own website because big cartel is reasonably priced and it's a template already there. All you have to do is add your stuff. So for me, it it helps me someone who's not. Uh, you know, internet savvy like that. All I gotta do is just put stuff on there. So 
You know, nice. you pay a little monthly Dope. fee, and they do everything for you. You know, there you um, go. they do all the hosting. So, uh, very li- li- listeners, that that's game. That you know, game is being you know put in. I'm just letting you know. Here. I mean, look, right. that's I, that's the jewel I gave the less. I there mean, you know, go. I mean, he had never even heard of big cartel, but big use those use those things. I mean, unless you're going to sit up there and maintain a website, and the most people again are just not in a position yeah. where they can stay at home all day and manage their music career. Yeah. If they're able to do that, they, they're either uh, independently wealthy or they're living off of somebody right. because yeah. that's the only way that you can realistically <laughs> do that. I'm just being honest. I'm yeah, just being no real. No, because I tried real. it. Yeah. I tried doing everything by myself. It just was, it just was overwhelming. Yeah. And there's no reason I, to, you know, I won't. Yeah. yeah you yeah. got to work smart, not hard. Get, yeah, get yeah. up on that big cartel. And, um, Jay Live actually is the one that told me about Big Cartel. Okay. Right. Big up so, Jay Live, no doubt. Again, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And that's what we're supposed to do. When we find that's something right. that works as indie artists, that's right. When we find things that work, people be like, they don't want to share Jules information. Like they scared somebody won't get a drop on it. Let me tell you something. What's for me is for me. And I don't care how you try to hide it from me, keep it from me, sabotage it. You ain't never going to keep something from me that is mine. Just like I can never keep something from you that is yours. So the whole thing about people competing against each other and there can only be one and it's got to be some kind of beef. It don't matter how many albums you drop. If you're not supposed to be number one and I am, you're not going to be number one. Period. Right. Bam. There you go. And vice versa. So it's like people waste a lot of time looking at somebody else's paper Focus on what you're doing because just because something works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Just because something works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for me. And that's why people play themselves when they see somebody else winning, quote unquote, and then they try to do what that person is doing. That might not be your spell. That might not be that might not be your spell. Your spell might be something else, and you're trying to get off on what somebody else got set up for them, and you lose. Right. Because you're not you're not staying in your lane. Stay in your fucking lane. Keep your eyes on your own paper and do what you do. Nobody can do you better than you. Nobody. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm t- I'm telling you. It's like it's it's to me it's 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 asinine for people to compete in the way that they do because it's not necessary. Like nobody can take what's yours. Nobody can take what's for you. Nobody. Nobody. Let them try and, and watch them fail. Bam. There you go. All right. Couldn't hey, have said man. it better. Yeah, man. Star, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. I, I am appreciate you all and what you're doing and, and um your contribution to the culture. We definitely need we need Vanguard Radio. Yo, we she hit me up. Outlet. She hit me up. She wanted me to interview the the people behind. What's the show, Star? Money and violence. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. The web series yeah. Money and Violence. And I was like, Star, up, I'm not really up. I'm not really on that. I I'd be honest with you, I'd much rather interview you. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm always trying to look out for somebody else. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well start start no, next the time. The show really is amazing. If you if you haven't seen it yet, uh, you know, I I saw it uh, uh who put me up? I think somebody had posted an episode, I think Ek and Dio might have been the one mm-hmm. that posted about it. And I started watching that joint. And I mean, I, I love 
I absolutely love what those brothers are doing, what they have done, um, what they will do in the future. I'm a, I'm a huge supporter um, of money and violence. And um, if they're listening, I love y'all. That's what's up. <laughs> if y'all shoot in Atlanta, I need a cameo. <laughs> you ever do some scenes in Atlanta, hit me up. Right. But yeah. nah, it, it, it's, um, it's dope. Um, and if you've ever been to Brooklyn, especially if you went to Brooklyn back in the 90s, if you grew up in Brooklyn, um, it just really... I just, you know, that's, that's home number two for me. So when I saw it, I was just like, oh, so I can only, you know, people who grew up there, I know they watch it and they just like, it's like somebody shooting, shooting, um, somebody making a a show or a movie about the scene here in the nineties. Gotcha. Right. Imagine that. That's what money and violence reminds me of. If somebody could do that. And 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 embody that energy from that time, but have it again relevant to what's going on now. And they and they have they have found a way to bridge that gap That's to bring up. the bring the old into the new. Yeah, I got to check that out. I, I've you know? heard about it. I just yeah. I have, yeah. I have, uh, I have some yeah. other obsessions that I'm trying to finish up before I start a new uh television yeah. program so yeah <laughs> I, I gotta check that out i'll tell you that netflix got me on i'm oh, like oh lord like yeah, crazy. Lord. netflix got me yeah yeah i'm I'm about Let's to cut go. that cord on that cable oh man you cut it right Beach? Nah, I'm, yeah. I'm not looking back yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done man yes sir yeah all right i'm good i mean it's like it's, if you got hulu and netflix do you don't even really need no you really don't i mean what the hell do you need tv no. for? You everything need is there yeah it's yep. a wrap absolutely you don't need it all right, well, Star, thank you. Listeners, uh, you know, stay tuned. Uh, there's, you know, textiles, clothing, obviously, that you can purchase now. Mm-hmm. We know there's some new music coming. Yeah, but go I back mean, and get the, the stuff that back, already exactly. exists. Go back and get it. I mean, it. yeah, because when people ask about new music and they haven't bought, I'm like, exactly. do you really have all my music? Right. Have yeah, you exactly. bought anything? Yep. Are you asking yep. about new music? That's what we say um, on Thursdays when we don't have an interview. We we know you haven't listened to everything, so just go back and check the shit you haven't listened to yet. <laughs> that's <you> right. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, again, I still listen to <laughs> Future Without a Past by Leaders of New School, which came out in 1991. So go. surely, Whew, if boy. I can still listen to that what and into the stage yep. and you know, business as usual and what the album and, <laughs> you know, the low end theory, <laughs> you know, and the shining. And I mean, surely you could listen to an album that came out in 2008, 2011, 2012. Yeah. Surely. Sure. Damn straight. All but right, again, that's the good. whole content. That's the whole content whore thing. Like everybody just wants, they're consuming. They want to consume. It's like fast food. I don't make fast food. This is going to be slow cooked, organic, over the open fire. We're not doing no microwave meals over here. Hell yeah. All right. Good deal. All right, Mr. Meeks. Well, yeah, man. Another one for the books. We did it again, and I'm, we did. I'm, I'm happy about this one. This was great. I'm kind of hungry now. We're talking about food a lot. There you, go, right? there you go with that shit again. We ain't got no triscuits out here. I, know, I, was I, got, I, got, I got some wheat. I got some wheat thins in the house. I'm gonna have to go get them. <laughs> Marietta Diner might be calling after this show. Oh shit! Uh oh. All right. So, Star, thank you again. Uh, you know. Uh, 
you know, best of uh, best of luck to you and and the, and the rest of this year. And we're looking forward to uh, you know new music and, and whatever else you got uh, got in store for us in the coming uh, months and years. No doubt, uh, Mr. Meeks. Yeah, hey, thank you, you so know? much. Thank you. All yeah. right. Southern Vanguard Radio. Yes. At Southern Vanguard on SoundCloud, iTunes, MixCloud, Stitcher Radio. Yep. All kinds of other platforms. Peace to our sponsors, Beat Lab USA, here in the A, uh-huh. L5P, Little Five Points. If yep. you're in town, go check them out. Uh, Tucker, Tucker and Bloom, go buy a bag. Yep. And uh, Lavish, Lavish Stoner, Stoner you yep. know. All right. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.